This is Generation Justice. I'm Kamaria Umi. And I'm George Luna Peña. Generation Justice is a multimedia movement that trains youth to harness the power of media for social change. Tonight, we talk sustainability and honoring the planet that we live on. First, we're joined by students from UNM's Sustainability Studies program. They'll discuss ways to be more sustainable, including their upcoming expo and growers market on April 21st. Then we feature an interview with Arturo Sandoval, one of the original founders of Earth Day, which is next week, April 22nd. Also, it's that special time of year here at KUNM. Our spring pledge drive just kicked off yesterday. If you'd like to contribute and receive a KUNM membership, visit KUNM.org to do so. All donations are appreciated because it's you who gives us the opportunity to continue the work that we love. Thank you. Now, here's our first song of the night. It's called Buffalo by Toro y Moa. On Tuesday, April 21st, UNM hosts its 7th Annual Sustainability Expo and Growers Market. The expo events are organized by students in the Sustainability Studies program here at UNM. To hear more about what sustainability is and how we can begin to integrate it into our daily lives, here's Generation Justice Fellow Cristina Rodriguez with Katie Ambris, Genio Martinez, and Melissa Francis. This is Christina Rodriguez, and tonight we're talking about the 7th Annual UNM Sustainability Expo with Katie Ambries, Henio Martinez, and Melissa Francis, who are all in the Sustainability Studies program at the University of New Mexico. Welcome to Generation Justice, and thank you for joining us in the studio. Thank you for thank having you. us. Yeah, thanks for having us. To start off, can each of you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm Katie Ambries. I am an art studio major. I'm also acquiring a minor in Sustainable Studies. I just hope to intertwine both of them, whether it's through advertisement or artworks. Uh, Yeah, I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Just a little something about myself. My name's Hino Martinez. My undergraduate is in biochemistry, and I'm getting a minor in sustainable studies. I'm from Farmington, New Mexico. I moved here for school, and right now there's really no aspirations for a certain career I um, plan on pursuing, but I think sustainable movement and conscious action is important in whatever I do, so... That's kind of why I'm into this. I'm Melissa. Um, I'm actually from Anaheim, California, but I moved here three years ago. My major is communication, focusing on the environment, and my minor is sustainability. And I graduate this semester, and I will be starting grad school in the fall. Can you tell us a little bit more about UNM's sustainability program? I was introduced to it through a couple of friends of mine who had some sustainable like practices implemented in their own household. They had a compost system going on, a garden and some chickens and even like a beehive. And they learned all these methods and like these connections to like the beehive and like learning how to build a chicken coop and all these different practices through the classes. So I took the intro class last semester and ended up really enjoying it and I decided to stick with it. This is Hino 
And the sustainability program, really, I got into it by taking the intro class, and that class kind of goes over the overview of sustainable ideas. In that class, we learn about the three pillars of sustainability, which is economic vitality, social equality, and environmental health. You can basically can transmit <clears throat> those ideas to basically any practice that you choose to do. And as far as the program goes, we only offer a minor right now here at, the, at UNM. And there's a bunch of different classes. Like right now, we're taking, all of us are taking a grower's market class where we're getting more um, connected to our local food shed and learning how that influences our society. This is Melissa. So in the sustainability studies program, like Hino said, people, planet, and profit, then you kind of go into those in more depth. And then the classes that you have to take after that more focus on specific pillars So a few classes that you can take after the intro class can either focus on planning a grower's market or the issues of waste. And then you go into these more almost philosophical ideas with the director and the creator of the program, Bruce Milne. And he really guides you to think about the uses of technology. And then you start to apply your knowledge in sustainability by doing your own project and that is the final course that you take. I think it's really interesting that in the sustainabilities program, you can take that in any direction you want, and it's based off your projects. Mm -hmm. And so how did you guys personally get attracted to the sustainability program, and how has that changed you, or why do you pursue it? This is Katie. The intro instructor, Jessica Roland, um, she, like as Hina was saying, you know, she talks about the paradigm shift of kind of just switching up your mindset and like caring a little more, you know, just finding it within yourself to look at this place that we live in and look at the people around us and striving to create equality amongst all people. And I believe through sustainable movements, we can like achieve equality. And, you know, it's just as simple as shifting your mindset and choosing to be like more, it's empowering, you know, like knowing you can have a small change through simple things like recycling or composting or volunteering your time somewhere to do something really cool. Once you have all these people, all these working pieces, it, it can be something. And I think that's what's really cool about the sustainability program is how empowering it is. I think a lot of people wouldn't think of sustainability as empowerment. And so I think that is a really cool way to think about it. Like, do you guys want to explore that? Like, what does sustainability mean? Yeah, that's kind of like a loaded question. Um, and I you know, I'm studying it, and you're going to be on the bus, and someone's going to ask you a question. Oh, you go to college at UNM. Um, like, what are you studying? And you're going to say sustainable studies, and you're going to ask, what is sustainability? And I think it's, you know, that first step, that paradigm shift of being more aware and being more conscious and to be better for not only yourself, you know, sustainability in the sense of what's going to sustain your body, you know, how you eat, how you treat yourself, the people that you're around. Is it going to be sustainable to, like, this place that we live on, you know? Like, what are we doing? Is it going to be sustainable? Is it going to be viable? Is it going to be for the future? It's something that I'm, like, learning and discovering every day, and it's like a breathing, changing definition of something. I don't know, but, yeah, I guess that's what sustainability is to me. This is Melissa. Sustainability is that balance of understanding where your food came from, what was required to make that food, how that food affects you, and what it means to vote with your dollar in that area of the economy. 
I just want to thank you guys for sharing like your feelings and your thoughts about the sustainability program and how it's more than just a program. And we are also talking about the expo that's next Tuesday. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, uh, this is Katie. So the the Sustainability Expo will be on April 21st. Um, And I think what's really cool about this year is that we have a huge emphasis on like educating the community about different sustainable practices and resources of like how, you know, how you can recycle things. And we're also going to be doing like some education as far as like composting goes. Me and Hino actually are going to be manning the zero waste station. So on the day of, please bring all of your waste to us. We'll take care of it. I'm working on a trash mural with some other students, and it's going to be great. It's going to be very participatory. Bring your trash to us. We'll take care of it. This is Hino again. Basically, it kind of goes coincide with this growers market class that we're all taking right now. Um, if you, if anyone would like to take that class, what, part of it is putting on the expo. Um, and like Katie said, me and her are working on the zero waste aspect. And... In doing that, you just we just learn a lot about what it takes to put on an event like this. I think this like growers market's really cool and like beneficial for the campus to get the students and faculty really involved with their local food shed or even these sustainable ideas. I I think a lot of the time we go to the universe like a lot of these classes don't touch on these ideas and I in which I think they're very important and I think this is a way to kind of introduce that to this crowd of people or area. This is Melissa, and you can kind of just come and hang out, or you can shop for some great honey or some local produce and talk to people. There's going to be some really cool vendors out there. Um, So far, who we have on board, um, we have Irrational Pies, Pop Fizz, we have Soul Harvest, Squeeze Juice Bar. I know TEDx Sustainability is going to be there, and there's actually going to be a sustainability event for TEDx the next day. From 5.30 to 7.30. It's going to be a good day, beautiful day. Hope that we can get as many people out as we can. So what are some ways that students on campus can be more sustainable? This is Katie again. I know there's another group in my waste management class that's actually trying to get water bottles banned from campus. And you can actually help them out by showing up the day of, and they're going to have like a booth and everything, and you can sign the petition to hopefully get water bottles off campus completely and more of those free water bottle like stations with the water fountains where you can literally fill up your water bottle for free rather than paying like two bucks to expend on a water bottle that you're probably going to throw away and it'll chill in the landfill for like thousands of years. You can actually do your part as a UNM student by texting IHEARTTAP to 69866 and yeah, um, that counts as like a vote on that petition and it'll simply ask what your UNM email is and then you text it back and boom, it's that easy to sign a petition. So just how you can do your part right now while you're listening. You can seek recycling, composting services that are here on campus that you could be utilizing to get rid of your waste. There's community garden here on campus, which is Lobo Gardens. It's a club here as well, and any student can be a part of that. This is Melissa. Another way that I think students, especially with our budget that we're on, that we could live more sustainably by buying clothes from used clothing stores. Is there anything else that you all would like to add? I think sustainability is important for so many reasons. USA makes up 5% of the 
entire population of the world and we produce 30% of the world's trash. Our oceans are full of trash. There's so many important topics and things that we need to address right now before it's too late. And it's already becoming too late to retract everything that we've done, you know, from fossil fuels to structural racism that exists through like things like militarism and nuclearism. And those are both issues that are hit close to home, you know? I mean, like we have Sandia Labs, the WIP repository, just a lot of different things that sustainability covers and, you know, the, the empowering movement that is sustainability, but it's, it's beyond something that's just a trend. I think it's, it's so easy nowadays to feel like we're not worth very much and our votes, we don't really have much control in this democratic society, but I think sustainability really touches on that societal aspect of like collectively getting together and making decisions about something because you're right our value individually we don't have much power so I think it's important to just be conscious in your actions let that influence other people and and together we can try and make a movement that's gonna be prosperous for all of humanity and the earth I think the message of sustainability is is improvement taking these these ways that are seen more as traditional but aren't really progressing us or helping the environment and switching it so it does help us and really get the people together. I think if we change the way that we think, we improve our way of acting, then I think that our, the world can really be a better place. I just want to thank you guys again for sharing this space with us and to thank you for all the work that you guys do in your class and for living your own lives consciously. So again, just thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys for having us. Uh, You know, Kamri, I really appreciated how Katie mentioned that it's not sustainability is not just a trend. It's kind of a lifestyle. And I absolutely agree with that. I think, you know, when I When I was a kid, we didn't call it sustainability, but I remember we had chicken coops and we would trade our eggs with my neighbor who grew espinaca and we would recycle, we would do all these things. And so uh, sustainability, I think, is something that's inherent in communities of color. It's, It's the way we treat ourselves and the land that we live on, and it's especially important here in New Mexico. So thanks uh, for the folks for, for talking about the Sustainability Expo and Growers Market that's going to be happening on campus. Again, it's April 21st from 10.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. You know, I also think it's important for us all to be a little bit more conscious about being sustainable in our everyday lives, um, whether it's buying a reusable water bottle or even growing your own food in your backyard. And I'd like to thank Katie Ambrose, Hino Martinez, and Melissa Francis for being great role models and teaching us more about what we can do to be more sustainable. Now here's a song by a local band that Katie is a part of. The band is called Consuelo, and the song is One, Two, Three, Four. We'd like to take this time to remind folks that right now is our spring 2015 pledge drive. 
you can pledge a donation and become a KUNM member. It's super easy. Simply visit KUNM.org and click on the Support KUNM tab. Here at Generation Justice, we provide premium journalism training for young people between the ages of 13 and 25, uh, not just in radio broadcasting, but also in blogging, writing articles, uh, in video production. Uh, we empower young people to make a change uh, in this world with the tool of media. Uh, we, we record and we share the beauty that surrounds us here in New Mexico, and that's one of the reasons I think it's important to, to donate and keep this work going. We're all proud to be part of the GJ family, so please visit KUNM.org to show your love for Generation Justice. Now, here's Alex Cuba with De Camino. If you love this program and the great variety of news, music, and public affairs you hear on KUNM, this is the time to give us your support. KUNM is about to replace $75,000 worth of broadcast equipment, and we can't do that without you. Give any amount by major credit card at KUNM.org. You can also see the thank you gifts we have for you and register for a chance to win a $500 gift certificate to Kimju Photography. It's all at KUNM.org. This year, on Wednesday, April 22nd, will be the 45th anniversary of Earth Day. One of the original founders of Earth Day is Arturo Sandoval, who is also the president and founder of the Center, for, of, the Center of Southwest Culture here in Albuquerque. Arturo has dedicated his life to helping develop healthy, indigenous, and Latino communities in the Southwest and Mexico to become stronger and more sustainable. Here's Generation Justice member Victor Torres with Arturo Sandoval to talk about his work and the founding of Earth Day. Hello, my name is Victor Torres with Generation Justice. I'm here today with Arturo Sandoval, a native New Mexican and founder and president of the Center of Southwest Culture. He was also the Western Regional Coordinator of the very first Earth Day. Arturo, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, I'm a native of New Mexico, as you mentioned earlier, born and raised in northern New Mexico to a very large family. Uh, but at a very early age, uh, I became very concerned about a lot of uh, critical issues facing our country. And I think that was a process of being in uh, college, coming of age at the age of 18, 19. The fact that I actually uh, came to university in a period of great uh, upheaval and excitement in the country, there was the uh, anti-war Vietnam movement, there was the black civil rights movement, uh, there was the Chicano movement starting the Chicano civil rights movement, uh, there was the women's rights movement uh, starting. So uh, as a young man, it was incredible to be able to see all these different uh, movements happening. And I got really engaged in all of those issues at a very young age. So uh, that's how I came to Earth Day. I saw that there was really a holistic approach to all of the issues we were facing that I believe that uh, a lot of the same uh, people that caused uh, bad housing or that were polluting rivers and, and companies like that were basically the same people that were discriminating against people because of the color of their skin 
or exploiting people for for personal uh, profit. So to me, I didn't see a difference between the women's rights movement, the Chicano civil rights movement, the black civil rights movement, or in this case, what emerged as the environmental movement. And you also um, founded the Center of Southwest Culture. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, I founded the Center of Southwest Culture about 21 years ago. And the reason I founded the center was I wanted to have a formal institutional setting, a way for me to be able to impact communities to build uh, healthy communities, especially in underserved communities, especially Latino and Native American communities. So the center uh, works to create healthy people and healthy communities, mostly uh, in the, what we call the greater Southwest. So that means uh, northern Mexico and the greater U.S. Southwest. And we do it through economic development. We do it through cultural and educational programs. So I've been at that formally for 21 years, but I've actually been engaged in building community for about 46 years since I was a young man of about 18. Well, that's amazing that you have been at it that long. On the very first old day, you were quoted as saying, we are going to make people understand that the kind of things that cause air pollution and water pollution are the same kinds of things that cause poverty, that cause hunger in this country. What did you mean by that? And is it still true today? Yes, and I, again, I think what I meant by that was that the same kind of uh, values, the same kind of values that would uh, make people think that it's all right to pollute the planet, that to use our very limited water resources with no uh, interest or concern about the consequences of how they're destroying these very critical resources of land and air and water for the simple purpose of creating personal wealth are the same core group of people or the same people who share the value that think it's okay to exploit people. And if you, if you think it's okay to do, exploit both the natural resources of the planet, I believe you're the same kind of person that thinks it's okay to exploit people because of the color of their skin or because they have a disability or because they're a woman. So I believe that then, and I think, and that's why I got so deeply engaged in Earth Day and organizing the first Earth Day, but it's why I continue to do the work because I know that the problems we had 42 years ago in Earth Day are just as bad, if not worse. In some areas we've improved, and in other areas it's gotten worse. I think that is still going on today, and I think we have made a lot of improvements. And there seems to be a lot going on around the country. Can you tell me what else was going on and why people really wanted to make a day and really wanted to bring environmental issues? Well, it was a period of great activism, as I told you, with the black civil rights movement, the Chicano civil rights movement, the women's movement. So people were already very active. And the idea of spending a day... Uh, on behalf of the earth, demonstrating on behalf of the earth really resonated at that point in America. So on Earth Day, there were more than 20 million people out doing peaceful, positive activities all over the country. More than 20 million Americans turned out, and it's still the single largest uh, civil action in the history of the United States. So I'm very proud to have been a very small part of that. But what happened then, the reason that people responded is, for example, we were polluting all of our rivers. Our rivers were actually catching fire. I forget which river it was, that maybe it was in Pittsburgh or in Ohio, 
where there was a chemical company putting so many chemicals out there that one night uh, there was a fire started on a little boat and the whole river looked like the water was burning because it had so many chemicals. And I think that image went across the country and it startled people into thinking, oh my God, I mean, is, it, is that the level we've gotten to? So as a result of Earth Day, a lot of major initiatives were enacted at the national level. So uh, the Clean Air and Water Act was passed. The EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, was started. There was just a whole bunch of formal legislation that was passed unanimously by a bipartisan support in, in both houses of Congress and by then-President Nixon, of all people. And we were able to clean up the rivers and make our air a lot safer. So in that way, we've, we've gotten really good. The long-term deficit, the things we didn't realize was that that value, that negative, what I call a negative value, that people think they can enrich themselves personally at the expense of everyone else on the planet, continues to be a very dominant theme in most capitalist systems. So it's unfortunate that that's still there, and now we're facing uh, global warming, and, and, you know, the planet really is in peril. And, it's, and you never want to just, you don't want to say, oh, we're, the planet's dying. But there's serious issues, and we really need to address them. And the first Earth Day has not, obviously, not solved that problem. So it's important for all of us, especially youth, to really get involved at a local level in trying to figure out how can I help just every day in some small way? What's one little thing I can do every day that makes the planet healthier? Yeah, I think it's important to keep on because we have to live on this planet and it's our duty to take care of it and to make sure that we're doing all we can. Absolutely. And I think we're all connected. And I've always thought, Victor, that I've always thought back to my great-grandfather, who was named Leonardo Sanchez. He was a land-grant member in, in the Tecolote land-grant in San Miguel County in northern New Mexico. And he was an activist in fighting against the encroachment, the fact that their common lands, their Mexicano lands, were being stolen by outside people who wanted to take their land for their own purposes. It's the same thing that's happening with when you pollute a river. You're taking something that does not belong to you for your own personal gain. And he was what they called the Goras Blancas. They were... They were fighters against this encroachment, and my grandfather was one of those people. So that was a hundred more than a hundred years ago, 120, 30 years ago. Yeah. But I see myself as part of a long connection of people in history. So my role is to do my part in my lifetime and to honor my grandfather by my work and to encourage my children. And now I have a beautiful new one-year-old grandson. Is I need to pass along the torch to him so that he understands that it's that it's important that he work to save the planet and to work for peace and justice. Well, that's great, and I'm glad there's people out there like you that are, are trying to pass on the torch for future generations. Well, and I likewise think it's wonderful that there's people like you in Generation Justice that actually care enough at a young age to really want to make a difference, and not only do you want to, you actually are doing it at a much younger age than I was. So that's really, that's really fantastic. It makes me feel very proud to know that the younger generation does care and the younger generation is engaged. And I think you guys are a lot smarter than we are. I don't think we had Wheaties when I was a kid, and you guys do. So I can tell you guys are a lot sharper than we were back in the day. Well, thank you for <laughs> saying that. And so what can people still do to help and environmental issues? Well, you know, it's such a huge problem that you think when you look at it, if you just started reading national media, you would think, well, there's nothing I can do. The problems are too big. But that's not true. 
there's something you can do every day here locally. If you're living in Albuquerque or in Santa Rosa or in Taos or in Española or in Las Cruces, there's something you can do as a human being. There's great energy that each human has, and we can expand that energy in a positive way locally, doing things locally. So there's a lot of things you can do. You can start by just changing your lifestyle a little bit to use less water every day. We live in a desert. That would be good. But there's a lot of things you can do. You can lobby your legislators. You can write letters to the editor when you see issues and you want them to uh, do something about it. You can organize like Generation Justice does. You organize with other young people and you go meet with people that are in power and you say, this has to change. And I think that does have impact. I know it does have impact because in my own life, I have seen people change uh, behaviors just because they were they got organized and they stayed at it and they did the work. Each of us in our own village, our own town, our own city, each of us can change the world for the better. Yes, I think that's important um, that the younger generation um, know what is going on and um, just so they can be able to change things and to help out in their communities. So I think that's important. Like you said, everybody can make a difference, so I think that's very profound. Um, listeners that haven't really been involved in OT, why would you encourage them? I don't like to be an alarmist, but I do think the Earth is under enormous stress because of human actions, and I think those actions can be curtailed. We have the power as, as intelligent human beings to to stop the kinds of activities we're doing now that are really putting a huge amount of stress on the system, on the planet's system. So as long as we have a choice and that it's still not too late, I think all, everybody has an opportunity to get involved in trying to convince those people in power that are creating these issues and these problems that they need to stop. And we can do it. And you, it doesn't require an armed struggle or an armed revolution. It requires people really committed to the issues and people willing to devote their life. Because I started Earth Day in, in 42 years. I helped start Earth Day 42 years ago. But the struggle goes on. I have to do something every day. And I do something every day. I try to commit myself every day to make the planet a better place. Is that, like you said, people can make a difference and you just have to be deeply engaged? And is there anything else you would like to add? No, I just, I'm very hopeful and I'm very hopeful for the next generation. And I'm, as I say, I'm honored to be, uh, to know the, all of the, uh, a lot of the people in Generation Justice. You're all really brilliant young people. And I feel better, I sleep better at night knowing that you guys are out here actually uh, trying to change the world in a positive way. It makes me feel lot better about the future of the planet okay thank you and thank you for being a role model to us you then thank you for being in your community working hard to make a difference so thank you for your time and i really enjoyed this interview and i likewise thank you so much you know i've i've heard arturo speak before and he always mentions that we live on sacred land vivimos in tierra sagrada and I also really believe that we're raised as much by place as we are by family. And so I just want to thank Arturo for all the work that he does to protect this Tierra Sagrada that we live on. Thank you, Arturo. Yes, George. It's important for us all to take care of our Mother Earth. And I'd also like to thank Arturo Sandoval and Victor Torres for that amazing conversation. Next up is another great song by a local artist. The song is Valentina by Adult Beverage. 
Again, we'd like to remind our listeners that this week at KUNM is our spring pledge drive. You can make a pledge, support the work of Generation Justice, and become a KUNM member. You know, I love Generation Justice because it gives young people an outlet to speak their minds and really share with our community their passions about social change. And not just that, but um, one of our core values is love. And I love Generation Justice, and so should you. So please make sure to check out KUNM.org, click on the Support KUNM tab, and show your love for Generation Justice. Before we continue, here's our next song for the night, also by a local group. It's called Sister Sing to Me by Rainbow. We have reached the end of tonight's program. Thank you all for joining us this evening as we discussed Earth Day and the upcoming Sustainability Expo and Growers Market. We'd also like to thank Katie Ambriz, Genio Martinez, and Melissa Francis for joining us in the studio and sharing more about the UNM Sustainability Studies Program and for the rad music suggestions for tonight. A huge thanks to Generation Justice member Victor Torres and Earth Day founder Arturo Sandoval for their amazing conversation. Production assistance came from Christina Rodriguez, Melissa Harris, Chantal Trujillo, and Roberta Rael. And last but certainly not least, much appreciation to all of our youth members here at Generation Justice. We couldn't do what we do without you. Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all of our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and much, much more. Our, podca- our podcasts are now available on iTunes, be sure to subscribe. We're also active on social media, so please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the McCune Foundation and, of course, all of you who have contributed to our projects by visiting our website and clicking Donate. I'm Kamriya Umi. And I'm George Luna Peña. Coming up next on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned, and we'll see you next Sunday at 7 o'clock. We'll end the show with this song called Television by Albuquerque artists Since and Change. Buenas noches. No, you listen to me. Television is not the truth. Television is a goddamn amusement park. Carnival, a traveling troupe of acrobats, storytellers, dancers, singers, jugglers, sideshow freaks, lion tamers, and football players. We're in the boredom killing business. So if you want the truth, go to yourself. Because that's the only place you're ever going to find any real truth.